Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Snobs. You have made it all the way to episode 167. Michael, how are you doing? How the fuck are you doing? You alright? You're doing well. <laughs> Everything is sunny and bright and fantastic. No impacts of any kind of world events. You're just, it's just there's another... N- there's nothing going on here. Another <laughs> bright, sunny day in, in uh, the greater Seattle area. <laughs> He's just—he's just frolicking in a field, playing with dandelions, as he and his wife stare at each other's eyes and smile at the at the the profound calmness of events. In your I also city. haven't looked out looked out the window in five days. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fucking notes from the underground over here, dude. <laughs> you should see you should see my beard. It's 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 funny. So I work with someone. He's in New York, and he's just like, yeah, man, I'm not fucking going outside at all. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, are you growing a are you growing a, a coronavirus beard? And he's just like, he's like, why would I do that? It's like, why would why wouldn't you? I look for any excuse to not take a blade to my face. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'm the most orthodox, unreligious person ever. I will never take a blade to the hair of my face, unless for some reason I have to for fucking work or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of great actually (laughs) (laughs) but here episode 167 um this is going to be a lot of fun uh we're very much viewing episode 167 as a continuation of a youtube series that michael and i and the rest of the tbws family the tbws contributor family uh started um the tbws writer's room uh it started kind of very impromptu it was a discussion initially that we were all having on our tbws slack channel where I forgot who it was, but someone's just like, hey man, let's just record this and put it on uh, YouTube. And so thus the first episode, the TBWS Writers Room uh, was born. And the first episode was talking about the watch industry. And then obviously what Michael and I were, uh, you know, joking about earlier, not joking, but you know, just discussing earlier, the the, the coronavirus, the whole COVID-19 stuff. And I'm yeah. super sure everyone's like tired of hearing about it. I know everyone's getting slammed with media like stuff and everything like that. And so... Um, that initial TBWS Writers Room episode number one, uh, at the time of that recording, Basel had just announced that they were um, post post uh, postponing it. Uh, they were postponing it. They're postponing Basel 2020 to 2021, which still begs the question to me: What the fuck's going to happen to Basel 2021? Because if it's going to be a weird like Rambo sequel title situation <laughs> where they're not really. <laughs> <laughs> Basel 2021, they drew first blood. (laughs) Right? I can't can't wait. (laughs) Basel World X. Basel World X, dude. Part 2. It's going to be fucking awesome, man. I'm pumped. Too fast, too furious. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <they're... laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry, Basel. To the entire town of Basel, Switzerland, if you're all listening. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Right? Can you hear They're the real victims. Can you hear the church bells? It's delightful. <laughs> it's just making me feel great. Uh what were we talking about? This episode is very much Sorry. This episode is very much a continuation of that initial TBWS Writers Room episode where... Because um, I didn't join in. You, I wasn't there. Michael wasn't able so. to join us. Uh, the TBWS Writers Room episode number one, it was me, senior contributor Greg Bedrosian, uh, and then junior contributor uh, Gus of Timing Habits, and then contributors, uh, it was um, it was Baird, 
And then Mike Razak was there as well. And that was a really fun discussion. We'll have a link to it over, you know, in the show notes for this. But also at the same time, just go to our YouTube channel and check it out. Uh, what Michael and I wanted to do was very much a continuation of that discussion because A, Michael couldn't join it. And B, since we've had that TV Devil's Fire episode number one, um, a lot of different, you know, additional things have occurred in relation to the watch industry and the coronavirus. And so, uh, you know, we thought it'd be really nice to just have, frankly, a calm, unhyperbolic discussion around it which i think might be kind of refreshing for some people in regards to a, like you know, a lot of stuff going on um is that about to sum yeah. up I, and i and i live here like you, you're you're there man <laughs> you're you're in it dude oh boy i wrote down parking has parking has been great and so has the gym <laughs> it's been fantastic <laughs> i'll tell you that much <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. I wrote down this is this is this is really just a joke for Michael and I. Um, Michael, in our pre-discussion, I was telling you about that Dave Chappelle joke with Ja Rule. Um, yeah. I don't know why, but I just wrote down "Where is Ja?" with exclamation points on my notebook, <laughs> and I keep looking at it and just keep laughing. I don't know why I thought he was dead. Ja Rule. <laughs> I hundred percent I did, and then all the fire festival with him started happening. I was like, that guy's alive. That guy's super alive. Wonder what he's doing next. Not another festival. No. <laughs> <laughs> Where oh, is Ja? Uh, sorry. Um, this is this is nice. It's a nice sunny day. <laughs> we're we're doing our thing. Should we should we get into the wrist check? We should probably <laughs> the one constant in my week. <laughs> Bottomless sorrow and the TBWS wrist check are like the constants. The rocks of my week. Everything else is up in the air. Anything could happen. Yeah, pretty good balance within the spectrum of just banal, but banal, 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 fucking you know, mundanity. You know what I mean? Anything else could happen in there. Uh, let's do. Would you like to do? Would you like to do an audio wrist check with me? I love to do an audio wrist check with you. Would you, would you want to do an audio, audio, audio wrist check with me? Let's keep going. One of the few hollow traditions. For at least the 167th time. One hundred and For the 167th time, Michael, tell me what's on your wrist. Tell me what are you wearing. I'm wearing a watch I don't usually wear on the weekend, uh, but I think it, it needed some love. Okay. And it feels great. It's the Omega Speedmaster on the Forstner Comfit uh, oh, very cool. bracelet. Very, very, it's very just cool. A cool little combo. Um, you know, this, this is a very special watch to me. It's not my favorite watch. I talked about that, I think, last episode. Mm -hmm. But um, but it's, I mean, it's just one of those things where once you once you get the Speedmaster, you stop thinking about Speedmasters. Yeah, and it's just it's just been great. Um, it's such still think it's oh, sorry. a fantastic watch to get used. By the way, like, I wouldn't I wouldn't buy tennis. the thing brand new. There's no reason to. Yeah, unless like you have some sort of weird like fetishization romanticization of the process of walking into an ad pretending like this was a casual purchase like oh i was just getting some panda express and i saw there was a <laughs> and like, like meanwhile in your head you've been you've been planning this you know yeah. what i mean yeah unless for some reason you're in love with the possible idea of spending six thousand dollars for like a half hour experience, then yeah, fucking whatever, Biden, who cares? I mean, some people, some people might do that and then never get another watch for as long as they live. So if yeah. if you if you do that, I guess it's not bad with the Speedmaster. You get a big box out of it. Um, 
you get a big fucking humidor and a, and a, and a challenge coin. I don't know. It's like a, it's like a, it's not a challenge coin. There's like a medallion in there, isn't there? Yeah. 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 Oh, I, I did, I did also clean the crystal up this week with uh, some polywash poly for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> for the first time in a while, actually. Um, and it really, like, I guess it really makes you realize how scratched up the, the crystal had gotten. Wow. So it's looking, it's looking pretty nice on this, this little JB champion style bracelet. Um, I get to feel like an astronaut uh, <laughs> and I, you know, following, following the Forstner, uh, Instagram, I noticed that they're thinking about, um, like bringing back some old, older style, like Speedmaster bracelets, like not really just stopping at this model. Uh, so <clears throat> curious to see what they come up with next. I think it's uh, I, I might have made the comparison before, but we're kind of seeing like this almost Uncle Seiko like revival of these uh, really old bracelets. Oh yeah. So you brought up something that's really interesting and um, serendipitously, it's something that I've been kind of thinking about this week. Uh, and I'm not in the proper mental state to be making any huge life decisions right now, but that's just what I'm thinking about this week. The idea of the favorite watch. The favorite watch. And I think that's analogous to the discussion of the idea of the one watch. And this week I've just been like, I think I made the joke to you yesterday. I just want to burn all my identifying papers and just live in the forest with like a cup and the skin, you know? And so I like, I I had this, I kept having this idea of like, if I had to choose one watch, what would my favorite watch be? And then like, I had this weird thing in my brain where I'm just like, I should just give away all my watches. I should just, I've I've given away a lot of stuff. It's like, I mean, I'm not talking. It's a so lot much of easier than selling. I'm talking everything. <laughs> okay. I don't know why. So first of all, before you guys start fucking sending me emails, okay, can I have this? I'm not gonna do it. All right. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <sighs> ah, so rude. Um, I don't know. The favorite watch. What's my favorite? So, but 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 you but the, what's 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 interesting is you're able to recognize. Without hesitation, the Speedmaster is not your favorite watch. It's not my favorite. It's definitely a very, very special watch. Yeah. Um, and one that I happily wear more often now that it's not on this super chunky fat stock bracelet. Um, is that bad? Is that like that substantial? I mean, it's 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 a good. It's a it's a great Omega product, you know. Mm. And I'm sure th- th- there's another bracelet that fits this model, um, which kind of looks like the flat top link. Uh, style it's it's a little more vintagey okay but man it's like 600 bucks if i want to get it straight from omega so um that's a lot of cheese but yeah man that doxa is um (laughs) that that doxa is it and it's kind of i don't know if i'm bragging or anything but i think that doxa is almost like the flagship watch in my in my collection yeah i think it's the one that really stands out as like mike's watch um so I just love it, and I, I love that I made the decision to to get it. Um, but yeah, the, actually, this week I I wore the CWC every single day. Wow! Um, just like on on a blue shark. So yeah, wearing wearing less is becoming something that I'm noticing. Like the other week, I did something similar with the citizen that you gave me. Oh yeah! Oh, um, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll wear something different for the weekend. You know, realistically, if someone broke into my house right now and put a gun in my mouth and they said, choose, I don't, I don't know why they're doing this. 
Uh, they break into my house. They, 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 they shoot my cats. They put a gun in my mouth. And they say, I don't know why. They have to shoot the cats for some reason. He puts a gun in my mouth. <laughs> and he says, he says, tell me what your favorite watch is. Re- in, that, in, that, in that horrifying like Gestapo-like scenario, I would probably, honestly, I could see myself wearing the Christmas chrono every day forever. Okay. Well, wow. All right. You know what I'm saying? There's yeah. no, because there's no there's no need to be like the Russian watch guy and keep like my big zero or whatever the fuck. There's no need to have like street cred and ha- have any of my Seiko divers or like the Orients or like the, I mean like obviously the Christmas Corona isn't Orient, but you, you know what I mean. And it's just like it's just it's just my watch. I just want to be. I just want to feel like any other man. All right. Yeah. And for yeah. some reason, it's- the Christmas Corona. Feels like the most appropriate watch to do that, while still also being expressive of like my own aesthetics and and things I like, you know. So I don't know. I, I feel like in that scenario. Yeah, it's it, at, looking at episode one sixty seven. It's been a while since we've talked about these sort of minimalist collecting approaches or the one watch discussion. Yeah, maybe it's something we can we should revisit soon in in twenty twenty for the new decade. See how we feel compare oh, yeah. and contrast with with the last episode, but. Um, it's it's becoming one of those things where, when you're ingrained uh, into the hobby at the level <laughs> that we are, uh, to where we do a, a podcast that people listen to every week, and we're so into social media and just like seeing these things every day and talking to watch collectors every day, we've got a Slack channel set up. Yeah, we're just talking about watches. All it's it's just becoming more and more impossible i think to to just be a, a guy that has a watch wanna, versus a watch guy just want to be a guy that's got a watch man <laughs> just wanna, so, i just want to feel like other people <laughs> maybe maybe that's the real discussion are you a one watch guy or a guy that has has a watch episode 168 let's call it now right <laughs> but uh yeah the, um i don't know that I, that doxa for me that that's that's a pretty solid contender the speedmaster I, I think would be great for for anyone especially now that we're getting somebody making these these cool bracelet options yeah your um, your doxa and my christmas chrono make the miami dolphin colors that's that's metaphorical <laughs> of where we first met and grew up right there you go I'm telling you man very cool dolphins uh hold on someone's texting me uh my wife's texting me hey babe from the home? Yeah, she texts me from home. Uh, <laughs> what's up? Oh, okay, cool. Tell her to get me something. Michael, uh, so we're recording right now. Michael asks if you can get him something. What do you want to get her, bro? I don't know where she's going. She's going to Publix. <laughs> oh, okay. What do you want? She's asking. A, a, a can of baked beans. Can you get Michael? Can... <laughs> Just... <laughs> Just like eat in quarantine. <laughs> Just mail me a can of bush beans. We're gonna mail Michael a can of bush beans. It's all I need in the world right now. Hashtag not vegan, she says. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> oh well. This is good air, but uh, but uh, yeah, cool. But, yeah, I, I, the Speedmaster. I understand your sentiments in that it's a special watch. It's a hallowed watch. Um, obviously, you have very strong memories of just like moments in your life attached to that watch. But it's not your favorite watch. I think that's fair. I think it's easier. You know, what's really funny. I think it's easier for people to not. It's easier to figure out what your favorite watch isn't. I know yeah. this is my favorite. I know this because sometimes it's really tough. 
because what your favorite XYZ is, is such a definitive question. I think it's easier to figure out what your favorite watch isn't. So maybe on 168, episode 168, you and I can go through our collections and say what our favorite watches aren't. Oh yeah, well, another uh, kind of mini collection inspection. Exactly, and then on <clears throat> air, try to use the power of deductive selection to figure out <laughs> what our favorite watches are. You know, it's crazy. The Speedmaster is also a very boring watch mm-hmm. in the stock like configuration. So, like as oh. it comes, it's it's great, but it's pretty boring. Interesting. Uh, so I, I think I think that's why folks love to spice it up on or the natos. leather yeah. or natos. Um, thankfully, for the Speedmaster's sake, it, it does really well on a wide variety of straps and bracelets. So. Um, yeah, spicing it up on something like this Forstner has, has been great and results results in me wearing the watch a little bit more. That's awesome, super cool. Is it? Uh, is it? Is it, is it my turn? It's your turn, man. My turn. I am where I might have worn this last week. If I did, I apologize. I'm I'm I'm, I'm a shell of what I used to be. I uh, this week I am wearing the Orient Star, my Orient Star Diver, my recently uh, acquired, acquired, uh, acquisitioned. Orange Star Diver is the reference RK80106E. I need to figure out. I need to. I'm sounding like a sounding like a broken record here. I need to do a video of this watch, but the light in my office just hasn't been, you know, on my side. So I just gotta fucking. I'll just. I'll just. I'll just dig deep into the TBWS coffers and just buy buy myself some fucking proper lights, right? <laughs> of course, right? Fucking whatever, dude. You know, coffers as deep as the dust East India Trading Company. Limitless power with which for me to record my stupid watch videos. You know, small decision in a big world. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's what I'm wearing now. I love this watch. I think it's super cool. We were talking about NATOs before. I've never tried this thing on anything but the bracelet it came with. Um, and that's because the bracelet it came with is fucking awesome. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I don't know. I could try not the case. Not the case with the Mako. I'll tell you that much. <sighs> <laughs> they made those things out of fucking spearmint wrappers, dude. <laughs> Remember the gum wrappers that spearmint gum used to come in? They were like tinfoil. Yeah. I wonder where that bracelet is now. Yeah, you sold just the bracelet. For $10. Because <laughs> I had a week. <laughs> like, an ad- I was like-, like an addict selling all those doorknobs for just one more hit. I'm like I'm like ten dollars will help me immensely with groceries this week. Oh, <laughs> Times were tough, dude. Yeah, crazy man. But yeah, I'm so I'm wearing the, the, the I'll, I'll I can assure you the the bracelet on my Orange Star Diver is probably much nicer than the bracelet that was on your Gen One Mako. <clears throat> I spent time with the Gen Two Mako, the new Mako, uh, outfitted with one of the new F6 uh, calibers. Those things are cool, you know, hacks. Hand wine, sapphire crystal, in-house movement, all that bullshit. That person was actually pretty cool. Mm. Um, you can check out my review on the on the fucking whatever whatever we're doing here. On the on the thing that we're doing, the website that we have, you can go and check it out there. Uh, Tuberwashnobs.com. <laughs> the fuck the, the thing, Michael, the thing. The thing. The thing. You can go check it out on there. Uh, interesting tidbit. If you go to that review and if you look at one of the photos, there's a photo of the watch on the back of something that's like red and black that is the back of the menu from our wedding reception uh dinner at morimoto's in uh disney springs oh yeah yeah that's the backdrop i used very very cool but yeah so um i've been wearing i've been wearing the orange star diver 
a little bit this week. Mainly this week, I've honestly, but I've been wearing the Orange Star GMT a lot um, this week, and I'm not really sure why. It's just been fantastic. I think it really, it really is fucking incredible. Uh, I think it's just been the watch I just <clears throat> grab. But um, but for air for 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 the show today, I wanted to wear the Orange Star driver. Okay, excuse me. Fuck, but um. But here, so before we get to the main topic, kind of I can as as we as we kind of preface the beginning of the show, the main topic of this episode is a continuation of the watch industry and coronavirus discussion, like a proper rational, unhyperbolic and respectful conversation about the uh, the, the coronavirus and the watch industry. Before we get to that, though, some cool watch news in regards to I guess new pieces. Um, so before we get to before we get to the main topic, there's two things specifically from Timex and. Bulova, I always mess up. I I always mess up. Bulova, I don't know why. I, I think you're close. I can't say it. I'm close. I say Bulova. 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 You guys know what fucking watchman we're talking about, all right? But uh, let's talk about the Timex thing first because it's very short. But then I want to spend time on this uh, on this Bulova thing, Bulova uh, thing, because Gerard Gerard Paragex. <laughs> We should have an episode where we talk about a ton of watch brands, but just pronounce them horribly. My favorite is still Rolex. So many, so many unsubscriptions. I still, I, I still think Rolex is our swan song of unpronounced, <laughs> un, un, shittily pronounced watch brand names. Uh, it's the Rolex Submariner. All right, Submariner. Oh my God, the Rolex Submariner, Michael. Submariner. I've heard Submariner in person, and it's uh, oof. My heart would cringy. crumble like wet cake. The cringe, the full cringe. <laughs> I, I, there are some people that still really think that that's it's said that way, and th- there are good arguments for it. But I, I save myself. I remain neutral, and I just say sub, so, whatever. Uh, there you go. <laughs> right? You're safe. You're safe there. <clears throat> Let's talk about this Timex thing. Did you see what um, uh, uh, Henry TBW's contributor Henry posted in the uh, TBW Slack channel in the general thing? This 40- Let's take a look. I looked at it last night, but I was, uh, let's see, I was not in my right mind at the time. <laughs> so is, that, is, that, is, is, that, is that code for, like, plastered? Um, yeah. That's fine. That's the best <laughs> time to look at watches. But here, check this thing. Do you want me to slack it to you, or are we able to find it? I got it. I got it open. So it's the SX Avenue 44 millimeter stainless this watch. doesn't look like any other Timex I've ever seen. You know what's funny? To me, off the bat, it has like a Victorinox Enox vibe. It's quite thinking, chunky. It's it's quite chunky. It's a little, dare I say, Royal Oakish. It looks like they're trying to get this octagonal thing going on. I um, I see what you're saying. I do, but I in do a see very different saying. way. Yes. When you point that out, I do see it. I think it's a bit there's a, so in regard to the octagon like like fixed bezel you're talking about, I get the sense here it's a bit more curved, but they mm. might be trying to evoke that same sort of idea with the Royal Oak. You know what I mean? Damn, there's no like this thing just I guess just got put on the site because if you Google SX Avenue 44 millimeter, oh wait, yeah. Some other stuff pops up, I guess. Do, 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 like 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 does it look like this? Yeah, yeah, it does. Let me Google it. Here. It's, uh, I found it on MarthaStewartShop.com. Wow, I believe in nothing uh, anymore. As Essex Timex <laughs> Avenue watch. I guess, I guess you can buy it. I believe in nothing. What? Target, Target is my new deity, right? And my new form of prayer is 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 consumerism. 
Is that is that appropriate? Oh, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it on leather okay. uh, from gears gearsupplyco.com. So let, let's look at some other specs. It's 44 millimeters. It's stainless steel. Huge. Uh, the clasp looks really cool. It's that like um, it's that like double button looking clasp where the buttons are on the side, but yeah, like but everything in- hides itself. Exactly. Nice. 22 millimeter. Um, it's a big watch. Bracelet width. Yeah, it's a it's a big watch. 50 meter water resistance. Let me. Sorry, nerds. Sorry. Mineral <laughs> mineral glass. Oh look, case shape. It even says octagonal. Can we start a website. band name called Sorry Nerds? <laughs> Sorry, nerds. I'm gonna type that in our in our TVWS Slack. We have a channel that just says band names, and it's literally exactly what it sounds like. It's a name. It's an area for us to go and just share band names. Here's uh, an interesting thing. So on the specs for, from Timex, I t- case I just material. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> The case material it says low bead brass, and then the band color is stainless steel. I think these are mistakes. This doesn't look like low bead brass, unless it's pl- uh-huh. it's pl- it's pl- it might be plated brass because that's what uh, Vostok does. You plate brass to make it look like stainless steel, can't you? That's crazy. I'm not a metal doctor or anything. <laughs> I'm no fucking metallologist or nothing here. I didn't go no fucking metallologist school. Uh, yeah, no. It, it, so this is cool. I, I just I don't have the wrists for it. It's too big. It's way I don't too have big. The wrist for it. Can I read you the uh, paragraph they have? It's not. It's like it's like two sentences. Can I read you the, can I read you the copy here? Yeah. yeah Our legendary durability comes to life. With a modern analog watch that looks like it can take a licking and keep on ticking. That's a a callback to the old days of Timex. Uh, The silver tone octagonal top ring and crown protector complete an oversized 44 millimeter case that is water resistant up to 50 meters, sorry nerds, and is paired with a stainless steel bracelet. So the bracelet's stainless steel, but the case is brass. I think so. I guess we'll find out. Didn't somebody buy this thing? Oh no. <clears throat> I don't know. We'll figure it out. We might end up with it at some point. We'll see. Timex, do you want to give this to us? No, no one likes this. Anyone, if there's any, listening? if there's anything that I've learned in doing TBWS, before I did TBWS, a very small portion of the population interacted with me, and from my feedback with them, I learned they didn't like me, and that's fine. And then we started doing TBWS, and my personality was projected to many thousands, thousands more people. And I've learned from that that they also don't like me. So really, <laughs> if there's anything, it's that I think the big takeaway is that I'm just clearly unlikable, which is fine. <laughs> the people have spoken, right? I like you, Kaz. It's different, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You have. I tell my wife because I said this to in her, and she's like, she's like, she's like, I love you. I'm like, you're contractually obligated to like me. You know what I mean? <laughs> you signed you right signed. here. There's, there's, there's law intervening in our everyday relationship, all right? You're not here by choice. Come on. <laughs> she doesn't like when I say that. <laughs> uh, I can imagine. <laughs> oh, good times. But yeah, so check out this Timex. We'll have a link to it and everything like that. Before we jump to this... Uh, I sound like a jerk saying that it, it probably won't work for me because I do wear 44 millimeter Seikos. I have like a 44, uh, 44 millimeter, the, the Panerai is that big. Um, so maybe this is one of those watches that wears better than 
44 millimeters. Well, do they have the thickness and, uh, on here? Blah, 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 blah. It's only 10 meters. 10 meters. Jesus Christ in heaven. It's only 10. <laughs> it's a thick watch, man. <laughs> it's like a building on your wrist. <laughs> it's a it's, wristwatch and an income suite. Um, it's <laughs> 10 millimeters. Only 10 millimeters. That's not bad. That's not bad, actually. You know? And That's my- the kind of stuff that, like, a normal podcast would stop and be like, okay, pause, and then I'll go back and I'll cut it out and get the right take in. This is this does not happen on this This is show. not an edited show, guys. <laughs> I think in the history of us gathering together here and partaking in the Eucharist of TBWS, I think we've edited out something once or twice. Yeah. I edited out only a bad word that I said that rhymes with stunt. <laughs> <laughs> what could it be? <laughs> I'm not going to say it, don't worry. <laughs> and, the other, and the other time I went on, other time I remember you edited out, I think you edited out 10 minutes of air because I, I went on a Robert Kirkman uh, Walking Dead comic book rant. That's, that's I'm, I'm very happy you cut that out. Um... What the fuck? I, I, so before we jump to this Bulova thing, which I think is honestly it's a pretty big deal. It seems to be because I haven't clicked it yet, but it seems to be a huge amount of of really not a huge, but like we'll get to it. But before we get to Bulova, can I read a couple of the band name names in our band name Slack sub, uh, uh, channel? It's been a while since I've dug through it. Let's see. <clears throat> Greg Bedrosian contributed Uncle Owen and the Burning Jawas. That's horrible, Greg. <laughs> right? Oh boy. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Damon wrote the face cost extra. <laughs> what does that mean? Um, Bear... I have butt torpedo in here. Butt torpedo. <laughs> <laughs> Damon also wrote the sniff test. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Porn on the cob. <laughs> Porn on. Ugh. Taste that one. That's that's really bad. Uh, what else we got here? Tasteful cleavage. <laughs> Side boob bonanza. Oh, this is great. All right, now let's get back to the, let's get back to work. <laughs> Talk to me about this bull. <laughs> God, God damn it! I'm gonna steer this ship. I'm gonna steer this ship right. Talk to me about this bulova thing. Um, I haven't clicked on the link yet. Should I click on the link now? So let's leave this. Um, <clears throat> okay, let's let's do something interesting. I'm gonna leave this Timex tab open on their military, what they call their military collection. And then the link that I sent you is, I guess, Bulova's newly founded military collection. Uh, so t- check out that link. There are three watches in there. Um, and you'll see that uh, both Timex and Bulova are leveraging this sort of Whoa, cool military look to it, but like, I mean, Timex has been doing it for a little bit longer with their Todd Snyder collaborations and like yeah. the Mark ones, uh, like the chronograph that you have. But um, with Bulova, until 2020, I think they were really pushing the Archive series. That's where you get the Lunar Pilot, yeah, uh, the new the new surfboard chronograph. Remember the Stars and Stripes, are, whatever the fuck it's called. The stars and Stripes, yeah. Um, so this is this is a collection that just sort of popped up. And it's, you have these hack watches. One is, so the hack watch, they call it, is there's basically a black dial and a cream dial. Um, 
sort of Benrus, Timex, Mark One looking yeah. military field watch. It's just the same kind of style with the internal 24-hour scale um, and then the 12-hour scale on the out, on the outside. So just a, a military-style field watch. Um, where Whereas the Timex watches come with the quartz movements, these, I believe, have Miyotas. Um, I don't think they say it. It just says automatic... Yeah, I think I think well, Bulova's owned by Citizen, right? Yes. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> I forget. The, oh, look, this says let me see. This is introduced December eighth, twenty nineteen. Um, yeah, it just says automatic. I th- I think it's that Miyota that I forget all the time. Citizen the series. Citizen owns Bulova, so these are probably Miyotas in here. Miotas. Okay, that's. I mean, that's a good way to kind of it's fucking awesome. If you ask me, circulate your, yeah. your movements. So this thing is four fifty. It's probably not going to sell for that on places like Amazon or eBay. On places like the Earth, the Earth. <laughs> Thirty thirty-eight millimeters for these little uh, these little field watches. I think they look great. Um, you know, this com- combined with the um, the new surfboard watches. Yeah. Uh, there's there's one that's. There's one that's a little bananas. I, I think it's like original specs with some kind of Solita chronograph movement inside. That is like three thousand um, dollars. Yeah, I'm gonna pass on that. Yeah, but the other ones come with uh, quartz, either quartz or mecha quartz movements, and they they look killer. Mm. Um, and they're well under a thousand bucks. But the one that kind of um, really surprised me was this A1 Pilot. I'm looking at this uh, one too right now. So forever, I've been thinking like, uh, we talk about the travel watch a lot, and we probably touched on that in the affordable GMT watches episode. Yeah, must have. Um, you know, I, I love a good GMT master or like a Black Bay GMT or like a Grand Seiko GMT. Like, and we can say like, oh, these are the best travel watches in the world. But it's like, the more I think about it and the more I travel, the less I want like a really expensive watch on my wrist yeah. in some places. Yeah. <laughs> True that. <laughs> you know, so something I I'm starting to think like the best travel watches are like I don't know like a modified Seiko with a 12 hour insert or something mm-hmm. or like a Citizen uh, Nighthawk things like that. Um, this this A15 Pilot just became another really good contender. Uh, this thing is <laughs> out of stock on the Bulova website because um, yeah the buzz started building up on this one pretty quickly. Really so. So it looks like they're out. It's 42 millimeters in diameter. The craziest thing about this watch, and uh, it's it's a frustrating trade-off that we have to deal with a lot of times when we're dealing with um, dual-time or triple-time watches like a GMT Master. You lose the function of tracking elapsed time. Mm. So this thing has two crowns. Um, you can rotate the elapsed timing bezel with one, and you can rotate the other internal bezel, which tracks the second time zone. Oh, so it has two, has two internal rotating bezels. Uh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Okay, <laughs> it's funny because I'm just looking at it. I'm just like, I'm like, oh yeah, okay. I see the I see three crowns. The one in the middle is for time. Obviously, you move the fucking hands around or whatever. So the top crown is for either elapsed time or the hours and then the bottom very bottom crown is either that's that's so cool yeah yeah so it's it's a it's a pretty awesome watch i mean 
if some if somebody like let's say like Longine, they, this has sort of a Longine look. Mm. They've they've done things like this before. Let's say if Longine was the, like, I guess the person that came up with this design. If they reissued that this watch, I mean, it would be like almost three thousand dollars. I'm sure. Probably. Um, this is like a World War two prototype thing that like never made it out i like this like um, spade or paintbrush hour hand whatever the fuck it's technically called yeah it's really cool really i don't really usually cool. like that kind of stuff but yeah man it's listed for 695 it's probably i mean like if i look on ebay or something um oh and let's see when it was introduced oh it doesn't say it on on this product page Anyway, this thing's fucking cool. Let's see if I can find a date. A date of introduction. 3-7-2020. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this this month. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm seeing them March on 7th. eBay. Some cool. dealers have them have them already. Actually, I see the dealer that I bought my um <clears throat> my Bulova Lunar Pilot from has it up on eBay. Pretty cool. Yeah. In Jazzy. <laughs> these guys, these, these are pretty cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm, how do people find out about this? I guess they're, I guess they get the Bulova emails or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I, I think maybe, maybe I should sign up for their mailing list. Um, <laughs> Said no one but ever. I, I think, I think this is cool. I think, um, hopefully it's getting into people's hands pretty quickly. Hopefully it's not a situation like we saw with the Lunar Pilot where it like came out and then wasn't available for purchase until like a year later. <laughs> uh, that was painful. Oh, uh, very cool. But yeah, I, just, I I thought I thought we can point this out. Uh, I, I think if if you've been looking for something, let's say if you listen to our affordable GMT watches episode and um, you know you you kind of like that, this watch if it existed back then it would have definitely made the cut for that episode. Oh my god! Absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Yeah, this right. dealer, this dealer is selling it for four eighty-five. Come on, man! Wow, I want to hit buy it now, right now. I mean, you could. <laughs> We've bought watches on air before. I don't want to get in trouble. I have to buy toilet paper, man. Can't be. Can't like. Let's not talk about toilet paper. <laughs> not on this episode. Y'all lose your damn minds, right? So the takeaway is. Um, Somebody, somebody on the chat also said it that maybe Bulova is a good contender for a watch brands that we know nothing about episode, but specifically because they don't market at all. Um, <laughs> yeah. We've seen we've seen this issue with with brands in the past, and we get frustrated. Um, but I, you know, I th I think as an American or originally American company, it's uh, it's cool to see this. I still think that the one watch that would break the fucking internet if they reissued it. Is the um, is the astronaut, the Accutron astronaut? Oh my God! Wow. Well, didn't yeah, they so didn't little... they tease? Remember that they were like they were like doing a possible new iteration of that movement. Well, they showed they showed a new iteration of that movement, which we I I think we should be seeing some more of it this year. I don't know what their plans are now with the way that watches are like brands are announcing new releases. But they showed they showed a prototype of the space view. So that's the clear watch yeah. that you can see all the circuitry and stuff. The astronaut was just like very uh, much. Are the cops coming for you, Michael? 
It might be the National Guard at this point. Um, He's not even joking, guys. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Um, so, yeah, the astronaut is just that kind of monochromatic little, I think it was like 36 millimeters or something like that with a, a GMT bezel. Uh, really cool looking watch that was popular with the uh, the Blackbird, SR-71 Blackbird pilots. Is Bulova like the Rachel Lee Cook of the watch world where there's, there, and, and like she's all that with Freddie Prince Jr., Rachel Lee Cook, where there's the capacity within Bulova to blow everyone's minds, but it can't see the beauty in itself. <laughs> I think It needs know. to open up its hair, throw its, throw its head around, take off its glasses, and They're then They're a lot more self-aware than, say, like glycine. Mm. You know, yeah, the way that glycine is being operated right now, I think Bula, I think Bulova is way more aware. So they understand their capacity to, but they're being conservative about it. They're like they're like the Julia Styles. Yeah, I still think we have. It's it's very likely that we see Bulova become like the Timex in twenty twenty, like the the shit that Timex has been doing. It's possible. I wouldn't be surprised. I'll, I'll yeah. have to then think of another early nineties two thousand actress to compare them to i'm out i'm out of them i'm just well no there's sarah michelle geller but that's different that's 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 totally something else completely different either way it's all good that's my entire story i wonder, I wonder what's happening outside yeah i'm hearing sirens. actually concerned so i see i see um the port here in west seattle a lot of times and you see like cool container ships unloading and things like that um there were some armored personnel carriers that were being uh, unloaded the other day wow just putting that out there. Just putting that out there. See it see it from my window. <laughs> uh, yeah. So This is Michael sending out an SOS. I'm sorry <laughs> anyone who got that song stuck in their heads for me saying that. Send it out an SOS. Stop it, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's that or Roxanne, dude. You gotta take your you gotta take your choice, man. You know? Guitar hero playlist. Roxanne! I don't know why I just saying that song like the Quiznos commercial. Remember the Quiznos commercial with those like little like talking hands or whatever? No, Quiznos, no. You don't remember that? <laughs> That's how I just sang fucking Roxanne. All right, here. Let's do this. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so tired of being a human. I want to come back as a dung beetle. Did I tell you about this? One job. It's got, I think they have, I think, I think the dung beetle might be the most perfect form of existence on earth it has one job its job does server it, its job helps you know what i mean it doesn't hurt anybody okay and it's very easy to make happy yeah i'm just saying just it out. i don't know what i would be if, if i were an animal what i would be i have to think about you'd that. be a hawk because you're fucking metal right <laughs> you'd be just up there in trees looking at shit and you just dart down find a bunny start ripping it up and then you'll get really depressed because you're like oh fuck i'm a vegan i'm a vegan hawk i can't <laughs> but i have no choice i have no life. choice so your life will be rife with conflict and anguish if you you know were to be uh, a hawk so um if you could somehow be some kind of a vegan predatory bird of prey i think i think you'd win this is this is the stuff that Kaz and I talk about, guys, when we aren't doing a podcast. <laughs> You're really catching a glimpse at what kind of vegan are. predator would you be? A marmoset. <laughs> I would be a fucking omnivorous predatory marmoset. <laughs> oh my gosh! Are omnivores 
predatory or so is something if an animal is by classification a predator if it if it predates is it automatically a carnivore you know what i'm saying i don't know but it's predatory in a, in a sense it, it will still catch things and kill things yeah but does it might that be like insects at that point we're not like scientists yeah listen guys just just to really make this clear <laughs> we're not fucking like zoologists <laughs> we're just two guys who you are still listening to here let's get to the main topic <laughs> let's get to the main topic um want to continue the discussion that michael wasn't able to be a part of but that uh me and the contributors are doing in tbw's episode writing room number one talking about the watch industry and the coronavirus when we recorded that episode on youtube it was uh, just after basel announced that it was postponing Basel 2020. Um, and then on that show, uh, we all said, well, that means officially right now, you know, Wind Up San Francisco is the only watch event that's occurring on Earth. Well, mm-hmm. not anymore. Watch yeah. uh, 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 the, uh, Wind Up San Francisco, San Francisco, Wind Up San Francisco um, uh, has been canceled or postponed. I don't know what language they used, uh, but it's not happening, you know, because uh, I guess... In light of Seattle banning large gatherings of what you said two or three hundred people, um, as, yeah, as a reflection, as a reflection of that, you know, some events in California are kind of following in suit, and so conferences and things like that are getting canceled and everything like that, and so um, wind up will not be will not be happening. But I think it's still interesting to discuss in relation to the watch industry what the coronavirus is doing. Just for watch releases, you know what I mean. Um, in addition to really trying to figure out what what brands would be hurt by this, in terms of big brands or small brands, and just to clarify, when we say hurt, we don't necessarily mean like oh, people are um, obviously in a really dangerous situation, or they're afraid, or whatever, and they're not going into stores and buying watches. Realistically, that's a sm- like a small percentage of what I'm talking about. When I say the coronavirus impact on the watch industry, I'm talking about like supply chains and the fact that regardless of what your watch dial says, some part of it is coming out of um, Asia, you know, Malaysia, uh, China, Hong Kong. You know what I mean? Right. Um, how a lot of 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 the the severity of the the the, the COVID-19 situation there, how that's impacting things. And we know it's impacting some micro brands because some micro brands, to their credit, are super, super in touch with people. And it's one of the benefits of just kind of being into micro brands is that usually when you're hearing from someone on the micro brand end, it's not like a rep or a marketing person. It's usually the brand owner. And so just huge shout out to um, John over at Traska Watches, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. uh, Nick over at uh, Orion, they both uh, clarified to their to, to, to the whole watch community, but specifically oh, as I hit my knee, you know, to people who um, who like them and who buy the products and crap like that. Like you know, hey, there has been some delays in you know prototyping, uh, you know, release dates for stuff, specifically because of factory closures in Asia right. and. I think there's something like what? In reality, only three or four manufacturers are doing all the micro brand stuff. Like it's not like there's no like ma and pa operations like, oh, we source our blah 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 from a small crafter in the hills of No, it's like it's like three or four giant factories that, 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 that. <laughs> No, re- 
really. I mean, like, I think it's important for us as watch enthusiasts to not to not lose sight of our taste and our wits by falling victim to like marketing bullshit. It's like, oh, we lovingly crafted each case, you know, with kobolds from the mines of Moria or like whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? It's just like it's like no, dude. Someone who's not getting paid enough made this in a fucking factory and they're tired all the time. That's that's what happened. Yeah, and even even bigger brands are taking those parts as well. So like, I think exactly. I think looking at that time that new Timex and the bracelet and the clasp, I'm pretty sure I've seen that clasp on like other micro brands recently or yeah. some kind of some kind of copy or whatever. It's it's not not unlikely that Timex, for example, is also sourcing that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but and just to clarify, yeah, there's nothing wrong with it, in my opinion. No, no, there's 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 nothing wrong with it. But um, considering the situation, it will be impactful for yeah. quite a, quite a few brands. Um, I mean, but at the same time, like I I'm not sure they're super concerned. Uh, I mean, Steve, for example, he just announced uh, like a new 39 millimeter tracker the other day. I don't know if you saw that. It looks pretty sweet. Nice. Um, well, I missed that. So, so they're just. Uh, I mean. Just got to keep going, I guess. Just got to um, keep going. One thing that I don't know if you if I don't know if this came up. I don't think it did. Did you? And I'd I'd like your opinion on this. There, there's a, a watch event happening still called Geneva Watch Days, and I don't think it's been canceled. <laughs> um, it's put together by a Bulgari. Uh, to, I think to tell people why it was put together. It was this kind of like emergency thing that Bulgari put together uh, to try to like save the idea of a watch trade show in 2020. Um, They're so attached to the idea that you need a physical trade show. Yeah. That in light yeah. of Basel being canceled, they had, they had, it's like, it's like when you really want a grilled cheese, but you don't have like sliced cheese or like bread and you just take like a fucking like tortilla and you tried making a grilled cheese out of that with like shredded cheese and it's just fucking weird. But you were so in love with the idea of a grilled cheese, you would eat anything remotely resembling it as opposed to like, I don't know, having like a fucking something other than a grilled cheese. They were so in love with the idea they had to do a watch, like a watch yeah. show. They had to create a watch show. So, and that hasn't been canceled yet. Um, April 26th to 29th in Geneva. That's what it says um, here. Do you do you see the brands participating? I think I do. Moser is another one. The the uh, participating brands announced thus far, uh, and I just want to credit this. I'm reading this from, and this is not like an affiliation, any journalism. I just fucking Googled Geneva Watch Days. So before you guys send me emails, please don't. Uh, this is from Forbes. Uh, credit to Roberta Nas, senior contributor at Forbes, uh, writing about the Geneva Watch Days thing. Uh, participating brands announced thus far include Bulgari. Breitling, Ulysse mm -hmm. Narden, <laughs> Gerard Perigo, who we were making fun of a second ago, MBNF, um, Dibethune, and Erverk. Hmm. Hmm. And what do you think? What do you think about that in terms of like acting responsibly, like just during this time? I mean, well, here's my thing: Switzerland canceled. Or Switzerland didn't Switzerland patch a thing. Or? The Swiss government put a ban. I think their ban was like two thousand people. I'm going to like, assume so no, this thing is going to see more than two thousand people. So the the reason I ask, um, there's an interesting. I don't think a lot of people paid attention to this little development, mm -hmm. but um, there's a watch website called Quill and Pad, 
and oh, yeah. uh, one one of the authors there, he 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 put together this sort of open letter to the Bulgari CEO saying, "I've canceled my trip to Geneva Watch Days. <laughs> now it's your turn, but you should have been first. Wow. Um, so <laughs> I'll share that with you here. Um, and you know, I, I I don't think this event should be happening, uh, quite honestly. And then after that article was published, this sort of weird kind of, I don't. So after after that article came out, I think it might have been by pure coincidence. Mm-hmm. This big announcement came out that Bulgari donated some money to <clears throat> some foundation for health research. Okay, and um, this this foundation was able to like buy a microscope (laughs) like a microscope and there's this really like awkward shot in the article of i think the ceo like taking a bow off of the microscope but it's kind of sad like i it's just weird man like hey look we're we're doing this there's a ribbon cutting ceremony for one microscope And it's like, oh, this is this makes everything where, where okay. Where is this? Okay, this 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 link you sent me. Let me see this. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a little absurd. I I, I think you're not even joking. They have yeah. this ribbon draped around a microscope. You're so Bulgari might have been getting some some kind of criticism for Geneva Watch Days, and then to maybe balance things out, they're like, hey, we're gonna donate enough money. To buy one microscope. I know microscopes can be crazy expensive, but like this one microscope is not gonna like save all of the people that are gonna get infected. Yeah, <laughs> Geneva watch. Who's this jerk in the back holding the? Is that the guy? I think I think that might be the CEO. I, I don't know. Look at that cheese eating grin. He's got that <laughs> shit spray painted on. Right? Ah, look at that. <laughs> it's just a, it's just a weird it's just a weird kind of turn of events and um, i think it illustrates you know, how out of touch i mean re- realistically yeah how out of touch <laughs> the, yeah. the people at some of these brands you know um you know are free industry news to your inbox no fuck you mm. <clears throat> sorry I, I i do i do also think that and obviously bulgari is falling behind i do think that it uh, presents an opportunity for brands to really uh, and and you all talked about this um, to really just leverage uh, the digital space and how you can release things um, using social, um, using this kind of like guerrilla marketing tactics on on Instagram or I don't know. I, I think it presents an opportunity for experimentation and not necessarily the need to fly to geneva and like have a huge trade show and things like that yeah so. what are they what do they expect these brands to do like how because there's not a lot of time to put this together they've had what they're going to have what like a month or two months are they going to have crazy boots it's just going to be like like a potluck where it's one big table and they have all their shit like you know what i mean like how i think the other big question is are they making this perspective enough for people to want to travel to yeah, I, I don't care about those brands. I, I like don't give Bulgari. a fuck about these brands. I like Listener Den as an independent yeah. brand. I think they do interesting things, but I'm not about to fucking pack my bags yeah. for fucking Geneva. I can look at them online. <laughs> I, can go, I can look at them online. You know, why date when I can just look at pornography? You know what I mean? It's like, why? You know what I'm saying? I might yeah. also just be describing the outskirts of a pornography edition, but that doesn't really matter. But like, it's the same. it's the same idea. So I don't... 
I don't know what they expect to happen with this. Where'd my link go? With this watch days thing. But I will tell you, be, just because of this climate and the situation with all the cancellations and even the wind up canceling, uh, I'm 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 kind of like on the edge of my seat, really glued into like watch news, just kind of waiting to see what happens because it's it's fun. It's kind of fun in a way to see <coughs> like like an insane yeah. bull of a A15 pilot just pop out. We I talked about they... this on the writer's room episode. This situation, not having. Uh, what the fuck's it called? Basel to be like the yearly showcase of new bullshit that's happening. Not having that occur in 2020 is going to force a lot of brands to be very lean and very uh, experimental, like you're saying, with how they do outreach. I think this is going to be the withdrawal period that brands need to realize, hey, we don't have to spend $3 million and, <clears throat> and schlep to Basel and like shit in a bucket and smile for the cameras. You know what I mean? Like, we can save money and make more money staying here. And this is not the only industry that needs to see that kind of um, positioning. Yeah. Like the team, the team that I that I work with now, we have like never been moving faster. Uh, like we support a lot of conferences and events in like the game <clears throat> development space or like the coding space or even like healthcare tech things like that. And a lot of these huge conferences are getting converted to virtual events. Yeah. So like that's one approach that a very large tech company is is taking. Uh, so you're you're pivoting very quickly to like turn keynotes into live webinars and things like that, which is a fine approach for I think for this kind of industry. This is also one of the I think something interesting to come out of all this is this is going to be the world experiment to show everyone that you can have a virtual workforce. And be mm -hmm. totally fine. Yep. You don't yep. have to fucking go to an office anymore. You know what I mean? It's uh, unless something you specifically do, you have to be physically there for. Like the yeah. guy making my car, I kind of want him in the room. You know what I mean? Yeah. You probably can't make a car from home. <laughs> I mean, maybe you could. I don't know. If you're using like robots or whatever, fucking robots, but like, like you Microsoft and Microsoft HoloLens, man, you can do that shit. <laughs> you can, if I can, if I can cut out someone's prostate with the Da Vinci machine, I can solder a Honda door <laughs> to the to the outside, right? That's that's actually, that's actually a fair argument. I will I'll allow it. But um, but yeah, this is gonna be. Let's see what happens. But I think specifically with the watch industry, it's going to be, it's gonna be cool to see how brands experiment in getting the word out there with some of their releases and um. I'm curious to see not who succeeds, but because I live my life very much in a schadenfreude sort of mindset. I'm very excited to see who fucking fails. Yeah. Who just does Because I'm not a very nice person, just to clarify for everyone listening at home. This is the two broke watch knobs, okay? Not some other podcast. But I'm very interested to see who doesn't, who just, who sinks. Yeah. You know? Ah. <sighs> Should we try and say who's going to sink or it's best not to be mean? Let's not be mean. Let's not be mean. I would say that mm, Seiko probably wasn't as buttoned up as they could have been. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they dropped. I don't want to call it a failure, but they dropped out not of, as graceful as they hoped. Oh, with the leak that we talked about last week, you mean? Yeah, I mean. That was like, you know. that, was, that was, you know when you try to plan a surprise birthday party? You know what I mean? 
and you something do happens. you do everything you can and you're it's the night before and you're super excited and you're like you're having lunch with the person whose party it is going to be later that evening mm-hmm. and you're having lunch and you're really excited you're like 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 oh hey man see you tonight for the party and you start walking away you're like oh motherfucker you know what i mean like <laughs> that's i think that's <laughs> that's the social grace of a brick through your windshield I think is the best way I can describe. <laughs> reflecting, reflecting on those watches for for a week. By the way, I'm 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 really starting to like them. Um, I think they, I like they the ones turn in, in the right direction. I like the ones we pointed out. I still like that really deep sort of saturated teal uh, presage piece. Um, what the pig is in the plane? <laughs> you guys love that. <laughs> that's I, th- I think I think to date that's probably the best thing you've ever said to me of all the words. <laughs> That you've ever like put together to express a thought to me, the pig is in the plane <laughs> at the top. Easily. At the top. I get it. I get it. <laughs> oh boy. So uh, Seiko could have been a little more graceful. I think I don't know, maybe this Bulova stuff, maybe the the A fifteen pilot release. I mean, I they might have been in cahoots with Hodinki because like they they're the only ones with like a real proper like release on it with real photos and stuff. So I mean that's a smart way of releasing something that uh, should be very maybe, high visibility. Maybe this March. would be a great year for Hodinky because everyone's going to be like, okay, well I can't do this show. Let me at least try to get something on like Hodinky or whatever. Maybe this is going to yeah. be maybe it's going to be like the best year of Hodinky ever. <laughs> yeah, congrats guys. Right. Um, Unlike the year before that and the year before that and the year before that. You know, oh, they were doing terribly. Uh, <laughs> oh, what? I've never even I never heard of Hodinky. What's that? Is that a dance? Um, I don't know why I'm doing that voice. That's fine. It's random. It's, 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 my, it's, my, it's my Jewish New Yorker voice. I'll tell you why I'm doing it because my wife and I made bagels this morning. <laughs> That's why I'm doing it. My wife and I made bagels. We bought Marley Ball from scratch. From scratch. Damn. From scratch, Not we bought we bought fucking barley malt syrup or whatever, and we prepped them yesterday, and then we boiled them today, and then we put them in the oven, and we're very nice. Yeah, I'm hungry. So there was there were some questions popping up here in in the Slack, and um, let's see, let's see. Uh, there was one that kind of it was more of like a desert island watch discussion. Uh, pick a watch out of your collection to the, yeah oh so this uh, uh, this one right yeah should, I say the, should we bring should we bring that up just said just said yeah whatever it doesn't matter uh pick a watch out of your collection to be you know to 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 i don't want to say the word <laughs> to isolate yourself to, i thank you it just feels really insensitive for me to say the word uh pick a watch out of your collection to isolate yourself with you know during all this covid-19 stuff um is that like a, like, a, like a watch out of like our current collection? I guess I guess it would be right. So you so you know what I I um I I I fibbed a little bit before. I was wearing um on Friday. I wore the Panerai for a bit. Um, your full blown Paneristi. So that's that's the watch that I that's the watch that I was wearing. Uh, for the first half of the day, okay, and then I had this sort of like weird emergency where we had a bit of a freak out here, and like we have situations where people are like cleaning out <clears throat> grocery Jeez. stores, okay. being very unkind to each other, um, and I was just in the position to like 
try to get ahead of that a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of like, um, did you get your riot gear together? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Like, I was, so I was, I, I took the Panerai off cause I'm like, I'm going to go into battle at the grocery store. I'm going to put on my headphones. I'm putting Metallica's jump in the fire. I'm going to put my old rollerblading pads on. That's exactly that's exactly what I did, and the watch that I ch- I was like I was like somebody is gonna like like rip my Panerai off and beat me on the head with it, oh like God. just beat me to death with this forty four millimeter piece of steel. <laughs> so I was like, all right, all right, let me let me switch it up. So I I, I actually put the Citizen uh, diver that you gave. There you I go. Have, I have it now in a Barton uh, a Barton NATO. Uh, it's a really cool combo. So maybe maybe that watch, I think, with the EcoDrive technology, um, I think it'd be a pretty solid choice. That's pretty cool. That's a good one. Uh, what would I choose? I would choose... Ah, here you go. I would choose my Christmas chrono. And I'll tell you why. Because I could time 20 seconds on it while I wash my hands. That, right? that is a fantastic point. I think, I, I think do you, I, I think do you count? Do you count or do you sing? No, I don't fucking. I don't do anything. I do. I, I put my hands under the water. And I do some stuff, and then I just I walk away. It takes however long it takes. It's like birth. <laughs> all right. It's gonna take however long it takes, and then it's done. <laughs> I don't know. I don't count. I don't sing. Um, the other issue is I have to be careful with my hand washing because when I was younger, um, like in high school and stuff, I was very. Um, I had like a weird clean like germ problem. Like I was very, very, like I wouldn't touch people. I wouldn't touch doorknob. I wouldn't touch anything. Like I had my hands in my hoodie pockets and I would That's I always great. use my hoodie to like grab doorknobs or to touch stuff. Like I, 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 I still have some of the habits now. One of the habits back then is that when I was at the grocery store, I wouldn't grab whatever the first item was because other people touch it. So like if I'm going mm-hmm. to get pasta and I want to go and, and I reach for the pasta box, I would yeah. get the, uh, get the box behind the pasta box, not the one in front, because the one in front is the one that everyone touches and coughs on, and shit. <laughs> um, I still do that now. That's that's that I couldn't let go of. But the problem was I used to wash my hands so much that they're kind of a different color than the rest of my body. Oh my god! You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I have to kind of like I have to if I if. The, the problem is if I focus too much on washing my hands, like that's gonna happen again. So that's gonna I, happen. I try not to give too much of a shit <laughs> about what I'm doing with my with my. I still still, still obviously wash my. I'm, I'm I'm not I'm not a fucking monster. I still wash my hands, obviously, but I'm not like if I focus too much on it, you'll never see me again. <laughs> washing my hands is painful at this point. Last night I microwaved a dish for dish for wish for way for way too as it, and so like I just. I grabbed it just full force and I burned the shit out of my thumb my and my index finger to the point where the thumb like the the thumb reader thing on my phone is not registering oh my, my thumb today. You've, you've gone full cat burglar. You have no fingerprints, man. So, so like I see fingerprints, but they're like warped. And uh, yeah, washing my hands today is pretty painful. So 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 Van Gogh painted your fingerprints. I guess so. They're just wavy. So that's that's a good option for the twenty seconds to yeah. To just wash use the chronograph. Hands. Just count twenty seconds and bam, done. You know what I mean? Okay. So you mentioned singing. What do you sing? Who do you sing? They tell you to sing Happy Birthday two times. I don't do that out loud though. I, it's in my head. No, I'm not doing that. 
Yeah. Can I, can I sing something cooler? Fucking people think I'm fucking insane. Sitting, sitting there at the sink, singing happy birthday to my hands. I feel like the scene of somebody washing their hands and quietly singing happy birthday to themselves in a very creepy way is a great way to start like an ominous trailer for the movie about COVID-19. I can see. And you know it's going to happen. <laughs> you know some idiot's going to try and fucking do a movie. <laughs> right? Oh my god, crazy! Yeah, so I if if you if you ask, I would say I would choose my Christmas chrono. It's a quartz chronograph, and I can super easily um, time twenty seconds on there. A lot of people are also speculating about a crash in Rolex, like stainless. Like this is gonna like the scalping hmm. and, and um, price gouging of the stainless steel models. Like this is gonna make that go away. What's the rationale? A global uh, response or something specifically tied to like so a lot manufacturing of manufacturing capabilities? Not nothing nothing with manufacturing, just a lot a lot of the gray market dealers that decide to sell like here, they do get a large chunk of their supply from places like China and Hong Kong. Mm. Um, so they're they're apparently gonna face some kind of shortage which would lead them to like say offload things at, at, at better prices in some cases or you might have individuals that are hit by hard times they can't necessarily go to work mm. they can't telecommute they work from home or whatever so yeah. they might they might sell a rolex or two um you know offloading more supply into the market i think that's kind of a stretch um, i think it's a stretch because it's it's just it's just odd. It's just an odd thing to assume. Also, I feel like that's one of those things that people wish will happen. Yeah, I think You know what I mean? <laughs> I think it's a little bit Yeah, I, I think twenty the twenty five thousand dollar ceramic Daytona is here to stay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like it's like I mentioned it before. I made the comparison to Pappy Van Winkle. It's a relatively well priced product, but nobody really knows the retail price like you just know I, 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 if you're I, into bourbon like you you know that you're gonna pay like yeah and I will, I will say this if certain countries face economic recession as a result of certain things being shut down the, the reality is the first things that do get hit are luxury goods yeah and luxury experiences but luxury goods and luxury, luxury experiences that everyone does yeah everyone goes out to have a nice dinner every now and then everyone you know rel- nice being relative everyone splurges and does a nice bottle of wine or a nice bottle not everyone's buying ten thousand dollar watches yeah now the only thing the only thing that i think could potentially and i'm not a supply chain expert Are you but not? i'm not the only thing that <laughs> the only thing that i the only thing i think would affect rolex so if they can't get if they can't get shipments into boutiques in the way yeah. that they they kind of want um they probably don't want a big surplus of product sitting with them all at once. Um, so I, th- I think a pile of luxury goods sitting in one place is probably not great for a company. So they may, I don't know how restrictive the shipping is right now for Rolex. I think they have a ton of other boutiques to operate with. But I don't know if they're having trouble getting stuff into China or into Hong Kong, like places that are crazy about watches. Um, maybe it would force them to open the tap a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's Rolex opening the tap on their supply again and their shipments. I think that's really the only thing that's gonna um, change that that price gap. That makes sense. Stainless steel models, but I I kind of don't see that happening either. I think Rolex can survive um, just sending stuff elsewhere if they really had to. Yeah. I don't think I don't think that's yeah. If you're if you're if you're out there waiting for a, I don't know, something in to happen with Rolexes to where you can afford a crazy expensive one, I, I wouldn't. In our expert opinion, I wouldn't wait too long. I now, st- now still, and this is me fantasizing. This might be I, maybe it's just fantasy, like people coming up with these theories. My personal fantasy is, is like the mall here being completely empty, uh, which it is, by the way, uh, not even a joke. Right. Uh, some somebody took a photo of like rush hour here in Seattle. I was like five PM and they took a photo, they posted it to the Seattle subreddit and it's just like completely empty. The full twenty eight <laughs> days later. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Um But yeah, my fantasy is uh the mall here just being completely empty, but open and uh some dude not coming in to pick up his uh his Batman or something. I'm picturing it very much like The Shining. Everything's closed except there's someone behind the counter at the one store you want to go to. <laughs> so you walk up to the bar, and in the case, there's your like like I'd be like, so what's uh <clears throat> what's one of these uh one of these Batmans running for? It's like, well, you're in luck. It's here just for you. You know what I mean? Like I'm very much picturing. <laughs> I don't go. know why. I think you're. I think the headline is that your Rolex experience is written by Stephen King. I think. Yeah. I think we should. I think we should get Stephen. Isn't he? Isn't isn't he up? Isn't he up by you? Isn't he in the Pacific Northwest somewhere? I thought he was. I thought he was in the Northeast. I thought he was God like in sakes. Maine or something. I'm gonna Google where does Stephen King live, and Google's think I'm a fucking stalker. But whatever. Where does Stephen Sting? Stephen fuck. Stephen King, uh, Bangor, Maine. Oh look at that. There you go. You're right. <laughs> God, he looks like a fucking skeleton. My God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, he he did really. If you're if you're uh, if you're at all curious about rhetoric or the art of writing, he did a really really good proper honest um, uh, nonfiction book on on writing. I think it's called Stephen King on writing. Really 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 good. Not even about horror writing, just uh, writing in general. That was really really cool. He doesn't he doesn't uh, he doesn't romanticize it. I hate writers who romanticize the art of writing. It's like oh I was in the field of daffodils and a cool breeze swept across my body and I thought of the perfect character. It's like no you were on the toilet picking your fucking nose <laughs> thinking about how you had indigestion because you ate an extra Oreo or so I'm told. You know what I mean? So it's just I I, I so the, the Stephen King book is really really good. It's called On Writing. Yeah. Sorry. It's a it's one of my favorites. Oh, you read it. Mm-hmm. Remember, dude. I oh my. Remember the ears, the ear procedure thing he was talking about with like that. Oh, oh man, that's that was too real. That's like a the, needle. Oh my god. The ear thing, and also I think when him and his brother like like killed the power to their like city block or something, or like they fried their TV, <laughs> and they were like too poor to like get another TV, and he's like, yeah, <laughs> like not having a TV as a kid was one of like the best things that happened to me as a writer. I can believe it's, it. it's great. I could definitely believe it. Man, that's funny. Let's see. What else is here? Um, we talked about big brands. Yeah, so if big brands are going to suffer, I think it goes back to the folks um, that are running marketing and how they decide to roll out those releases. I think that's that's how they would suffer most, is not having the ability to remain nimble yeah. uh, and adjusting to, to this, this situation. 
outreach. Outreach communication is potentially the Achilles heel here for these companies. Either they'll figure out how to operate and share releases without relying on fucking Basel or whatever, or mm-hmm. they won't figure it out and it's going to be a tough year. I think I think um, I think Rolex and Patek are positioned to um, stay pretty safe because those are the two brands. Like you don't you don't really get a press release email from Rolex before no. Basel with an embargo date and time. Like it's just it's gonna happen when it happens, um, and there's nothing you can do about it. So they're they're in a position now to like leverage that degree of uncertainty with a very hungry audience. Yeah. Uh, they might just like post one photo on Instagram and be like, Hey, this is a new Daytona. Like they can do that and it'll be fine. Um, nothing's going to happen to them. Same with Patek. If they want to put out like a new Nautilus minute repeater or some shit like that, yeah, uh, they'll just drop it. It'll be like a drop. Um, but yeah, I, I think it leaves room for a lot of creativity, uh, and and again, like this is this is a very hungry audience at this time. I know that I'm personally just like constantly refreshing, like Watchville throughout the week. Like, what fucking happened? Like, I need something <laughs> now. It's March. It's mid March. <laughs> so, I need something to pierce my thickening shell of numbness. Ah, yeah. <laughs> um. So I think that's the point. You know, where a big brand could really, really. Um, should people i mean this isn't like a financial planning show either but (laughs) two broke watch knobs um (laughs) should people be buying luxury goods i think this is this is incongruence with something we should i be like hiding my money in the walls like pulling it out of the bank like when does that start happening (laughs) (laughs) pulling my money out of the bank I don't know. There's no. I, I don't. Know. For, for for me, I think what holds true is what we've all this said. Uh, what we talk about a lot, like don't buy something out of your means. Don't buy something on fucking on a, like a payment plan or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like don't don't spend money on watches in such a way where it would hurt you being able to have the necessities like of life like don't ever have the conversation in your head of well i could just buy this watch this month and then i'll just have like top ramen for the next four weeks that's that's a i'm I'm making a joke but that is probably something that people have thought about because in my early days i had those conversations i'm like oh well if i do this and if i just buy off-brand fruit o's for two (laughs) years instead of the fruity loops or fruit loops whatever it's called fruity loops i think is that old dj software yeah, uh, if I just buy fruit, right? <laughs> if I just buy Fruit Loops, I can totally afford this. This is great, you know. Like, don't ever have that conversation in your head, all right? Um, so I think, but to, but in regards to should be should be buying luxury goods, I mean, everyone's situation is different. I don't really know, but just don't do something that compromises your basic sustainability of life. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> They're closing Disney. Did you hear? Today's the day, man, right? Every park, every Disney park on Earth will be closed. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna kill myself. What are you gonna do? <laughs> we still have to Disney Plus. <laughs> you know what's funny? I pointed to where I hang my guitars as if you could see where I was gonna hang myself. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill myself as if you could see. <laughs> I'm pointing to the hooks I have on my wall for the fucking 
Uh, and they have wall anchors, so they can support a lot of weight. So don't worry, guys. Disney, you know? Disney Plus, Disney should put together this like augmented reality experience on Disney Plus, where you can like walk. That's a through really the good idea. It's yeah. a really good idea, actually. <laughs> Man, Get on hold, it. <laughs> hold, hold on. Hey, babe, can you hear me? Yeah. Did Frozen Two come out today? Well, you don't have to worry about it. Well, either yeah, way, what's, Michael. What's with did, movies getting like postponed? Is it just because they want like a nice premiere event? Because that the Bond movie got postponed. It's because it'll be a large gathering of people, and either people won't go or they'll be there and they won't look happy. So I don't want. So let's say for some reason I'm the person in charge of the, in charge of the Bond premiere. I don't want all the press photos of that premiere to be of people wearing face masks, looking scared. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 no, realistically, like, if I'm being like, 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 like a, a, a black-hearted, pragmatic piece of shit, like, I don't want those photos of the release to, to fucking get out. Plus, what if in a worst-case scenario, someone in the theater has a really wet sneeze in the middle of the movie, and everyone freaks out and runs for the door? Women in heels stomping on their partners, men throwing old women down to rush to the door. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want like. Yeah, let's fucking postpone it, you know? That's so that's just that's my cynical take on that. <clears throat> my my wife was out, I think, on Friday and mm-hmm. she she did kind of witness something like that where somebody sneezed and people around like <laughs> like record scratch, like <laughs> like what <laughs> are you okay? Like people left running. Yeah, oh, dude. Geez. Scary, oh, scary as the end times. Satellites. Yeah. Man, you know. <clears throat> but um what were we talking about? But movies getting like I'm gonna go fucking watch a movie tonight. But that's because like Disney Plus. Oh yeah, I was gonna say. So Frozen Two came out. It's on Disney Plus. So Disney Plus is probably gonna go down. No, it's not. Why would it? Everyone's gonna be trying to get on at the same time to watch. Okay. okay. To watch Anna and Elsa's next adventure. I don't fucking know, dude. All right. Got it. Got it. Michael, I'm a I'm a younger sibling. I'm a worst case scenario kind of person. I will say I kind of I kind of freaked out a little bit. I so let's talk about. People sending out emails. I know we got like a little bit of time. The 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 shoehorned sense or signaling of social responsibility is getting <laughs> fucking out of hand. I, I am not joking when I tell you that I got an email from a local ice cream place saying like we're taking this seriously. Well, fucking everyone is. Thanks. I don't like it because it's an opportunity for businesses. To to to, to your point. To make it look like they're giving a shit or that they're being socially responsible when yeah. what's happening has nothing, yep. nothing to do with what the fuck they like. Your ice cream, your local ice cream shop has no. Your local ice cream shop has more business telling me what to do with my fucking taxes than it does to weigh in on the yeah. coronavirus. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's not just, to I, downplay what's happening, but I don't. I think we we're very much annoyed with businesses trying to earn brownie points by acknowledging it yep you know (sighs) ja rule man (laughs) where is ja did you watch the clip yet (laughs) no when we get off air you have to you have to watch the clip with me (laughs) it's not that long he it only takes him two minutes to get to the ja rule joke oh boy it's so good ugh but you know what? Other than that, I think um, so. Like, I'm obviously here. I guess in a, apparently like the worst of it in this country. First death um, in the U.S. happened uh, from the COVID nineteen near you, right? Yeah, but 
you know, I, <laughs> I, I did kind of get off the bus. I was blasting Skeleton Witch. I was ready to fucking <laughs> get my avocados. Uh, but you know, I walked in and the store was just normal, man. Like it, it was nothing yeah. was crazy. There was toilet paper, so I think um, it's it's certainly a a serious situation. But we we got to remember to stay sharp and reasonable. So passing on a bit of knowledge that Michael and I have acquired from growing up in South Florida, where once every year we basically had some kind of hurricane-ish prep emergency. The worst part. And the most dangerous part about a hurricane in South Florida is not the weather. It's the people panicking who could possibly, through some stupid decision they make, get you hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Someone and the, freaking the people out. people with buzz saws in their backyard trying to make shutters, like, like <laughs> <laughs> while chugging a beer. <laughs> like, those, love, are the, those are the deaths <laughs> that I, you see in hurricanes. I love hurricanes because every time a hurricane... Uh, every time a hurricane happens, it's every single like weekend warrior's opportunity to dust off the chain. Like th- this is why I spent four hundred dollars on a chainsaw, babe. <laughs> this and like they just roam the streets looking for downed trees to cut out of the way of the road. Have you seen these people? <laughs> oh, they, just, I have. they roam the streets like fucking Zelda NPCs, just with their weapons, just like looking. You know, Dude, they're on the great. news once <laughs> everything is done. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to do good for our community. We want to get these trees out of the way. You know, just trying to do my part. Meanwhile, in their head, they're so self-gratified. Like, this is why. This is why I bought <laughs> this chainsaw from Costco with my 10-pack <laughs> or 12-pack, whatever the fuck beer comes in there. You know what I mean? This is it. I'm oh, a hero. Send your angry emails to tbws.contact.gmail.com. It's a good, good, good time to wrap it up. <laughs> we talked about we talked about watches. We talked got, about life, love, life. death, everything. Michael, we've covered the whole broad spectrum of meager humanity on roughly like an hour and a half, sort of. You know what I mean? Um, but truthfully, though, you know, obviously, this is a pretty serious situation. Uh, don't want anyone to interpret how we're talking about this in a way that we're taking it lightly. I mean, we're taking it very, very seriously. Obviously, I mean, you're, you know, you're basically quarantined. You're home. You don't, your work won't let you go to work, right? We want you to know that as of Monday, all, all of our employees it. will be working from home. <laughs> you, you heard it here. We're willing to take the hit in an effort to do our part. All of our employees at TBWS have now become remote employees. <laughs> Good time for a recap. Send your angry emails, guys. <laughs> the TBW. No, but no. But 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 in all seriousness, it's not our intention for anything we said to be taken you know, offensively or anything like that. You know, um, this is just how Michael and I talk. Uh, you know, thoughts and good wishes go out to anyone who's in one of the areas that's being uh, severely impacted. Obviously, Michael, that includes you. You are there, right? I just um, want it. I, I want it. Just to get it over with? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I hear that. Just get it and then just sit in the bathtub for two weeks until the whole thing blows over. Yeah. Right? So, <sighs> I can try to, I can try to attempt to recap. <laughs> I'll just recap the best we can. Huge shout out to everyone, um, all the TBWs contributors that joined me on the TBWs Rise Room episode number one, which was very much the impetus for doing this episode, 167, The Watch Industry and the Coronavirus. 
Uh, I would definitely encourage people who listen to this episode, episode 167 of the TBWS podcast, go and check out uh, Two Broke Watch Knobs, the, 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 the you know, YouTube channel, TBWS Writer's Room, episode number one. We're going to be doing another episode soon. It's something we want to do every few weeks, but this episode is very much uh, in continuation of that episode on YouTube. We'll link to it. Go and check that out. Really cool risk check spawned it to a very organic discussion about the the underlying criteria for what the fuck a favorite watch is. You know, the one watch, quote unquote. Uh, potentially already have a topic to talk about for one episode 168. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. Um, you're wearing the Speedmaster. I'm wearing this fucking Orient Star uh, Diver. The new one I got. The RKAT0106E. Yep. Uh, huge shout out to Timex for putting out that that Essex Avenue. It's giant. And then um, go and check out these Bulova pieces, uh, these military um, inspired things. That 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 <clears throat> that triple crown, dual time, whatever the fuck, watch. Yeah, I might pick that up. Really cool. Nice. <clears throat> this is really cool looking watch. It's a bit thick. It's fourteen millimeters. I don't know if you saw that. It's all good. It's all good, man. He can make it work. Yeah. Um, and then to that, yeah, uh, let me see here. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Let us know your thoughts on our discussion, uh, you know, on this week's episode in relation to the watch industry. Let us know your opinions on our take on how watch brands will potentially have to adjust to not having Basel. I still really believe it's going to be a sink or sim. Swink, swink. Hold on, my, my speech of is kicking so in. Slim or slim or slim. It's going to be a slim fast situation. Do you remember slim fast shakes? Yes, I do. Yeah, man. When I was fat, I drank those. I just got fatter. I didn't realize I was supposed to. Sad. I didn't realize I was supposed to drink them and then like do things. <laughs> they don't tell you that in the fucking commercials. You thought it was I like was... a nutty, nutty professor. Not nutty professor. Was it nutty professor? Nutty professor. Yeah, Eddie Murphy played 14 different people or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Where he yeah. like drinks it and becomes skinny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I thought I would. I thought if I just drank this for two weeks, all the fat would move out because they'd be priced out of my real estate, and then mm. I would be fucking like skinny again or whatever. But like, just to clarify, guys, that did not fucking happen. I was a fat kid. All right, I have stretch marks on my body, like a like a like a like 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 post pregnancy woman. I have stretch marks on my sides, Michael. That's how fat I was, dude. I'm not fat now, obviously. You know what I mean. Uh, Two things people time. say when they see me. You're not white and you're not fat. <laughs> and I don't know how to interpret that. <laughs> like, thank you and I'm sorry? <laughs> you can choose which one I'm thanking you for and which one I'm apologizing for. That's the beauty of meeting Kaz. <laughs> not, my, not my, you know, knowledge or what I have to offer in a conversation. The fact that I'm not two things you thought I was yeah. by hearing my voice. What were we talking about? I'm trying to do a really broken ass recap. Let us know your week, uh, your week on this thought show. Let us know your thoughts on this week's show. Fuck. Um. Yeah, stay safe out there, everyone. Keep a keep a cool head and uh, stay tuned for episode 168. I think we should do the whole favorite watching. I think that's gonna be fun, right? Let's do it. We'll start planning now. All right. Is it that? Uh, is it that time? Yeah, I'm gonna go. <sighs> Go try to be a, a human today. Let's see what happens. Michael, as your financial advisor, I recommend you not do that. <laughs> I recommend you buy a watch. I recommend you buy a watch and you sit in the corner and you just wait for the day to roll over. There you go. <laughs> well, this was fun. Uh, hope everyone has a great week. Um, 
Thanks for listening, guys. My name is Mike. And this is Kaz. You have been listening to Two Broke Watch Labs. Later. Later.